Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey, Toronto writer and commentator. Twice a week, I offer my take on the world, from craven politics and unchecked ambition to secret sauces, bitter loss, and fist-pumping redemption. They're stories to live by. Quirky, high-style, tear-jerking, funny ha-ha, sometimes funny peculiar. My tales don't walk down the sidewalk and browse in the windows. They sneak into alleyways and come out onto different worlds. Alex Brown narrates each mini-podcast to bring to your ears what you see with your eyes in my twice-a-week blogs. And now, today's episode of Ramsey Writes. Five Royal Scandals, written by Bob Ramsey. My wife is the ultimate realist, but she's always been a royalist too, which proves you can hold two opposed ideas in your head at the same time and still function. But it's getting worse. She used to glance sideways at the cover of Hello Canada in the supermarket checkout line. Now she subscribes to Quora Digest, which gives her a morning fix of news and gossip from the palace. She can barely keep up with all the scandals these days. So here are just five of them that, if you even secretly love the royals, will cause you to worry greatly. And if you don't, we'll have you calling for the abolition of the monarchy. 1. Prince Andrew, a person of interest. American prosecutors want to interview the Queen's second son, the Duke of York, about his friendship with Jeffrey Epstein, the late sex offender as they investigate potential co-conspirators. Last month, the prince, who has stepped back from all official royal duties in light of a notorious photo of him with then 17-year-old Virginia Jufri, taken at an Epstein party in 2001, was sued by her in a New York federal court for sexually assaulting her. While Andrew may be a person of interest for investigators, the Office of the U.S. Attorney for the Southern District of New York does not anticipate being able to interview him anytime soon. He's learned that he doesn't do well in interviews. His last one, with BBC interviewer Emily Maitlis, is widely regarded as the worst self-inflicted wound in the world of image management. As one watcher said, Best thing about this is that the interviewer doesn't interrupt him too much and just allows him to dig his own grave. 2. Prince Charles Fuels Access Capitalism The nephew of his wife, the Duchess of Cornwall, is both the co-chair of Britain's Conservative Party and a society entrepreneur who runs Quintessentially, a global concierge company for the ultra-rich. One of Ben Elliott's clients, the telecom zillionaire Mohamed Emersi, paid him tens of thousands of pounds to arrange a meeting with his uncle in order to be invited to be exposed to the establishment. No quid pro quo, just dinner. Emersi's interview is frank in a way the British establishment abhors. You get access, you get invitations, you get privileged relationships if you are part of the setup and where you are financially making a contribution to be part of that setup. Emerson called the system Access Capitalism and went on to donate to the Prince's charities and become a director of one of them. 3. Prince Charles Sells Honours It's one thing to be a dupe of your craven relatives, but last week Charles was embroiled in a second, much worse scandal. It seems his closest aide, Michael Fawcett, who would squeeze Charles's toothpaste for him when he was the prince's assistant valet, is leaving his post as CEO of the prince's foundation. 
He'd help secure a knighthood and British citizenship for Saudi billionaire businessman Mahfouz Marai Mubarak bin Mahfouz, who immediately began donating to Charles's charities. Lest you think Charles is all a bit clueless, why then did he, as the Times reported, give Mahfouz his CBE at a private ceremony at Buckingham Palace in November 2016? The event was not published in the court circular, the official list of royal engagements. 4. The Queen's Death Plans In 2007, The Guardian revealed high-level plans for what will happen after Queen Elizabeth, who is 95, and who has outlasted 12 American presidents, 15 British prime ministers, and 13 Canadian ones, dies. The phrase, London Bridge is down, will be signaled and a whole panoply of plans will kick into action. Last week, Politico leaked those plans in granular detail. Among them, King Charles will give a televised address to the nation at 6 p.m. that day. As it notes, the documents show the extraordinary level of action required by all arms of the British state, including a vast security operation to manage unprecedented crowds and travel chaos that could see in the words of one official memo, London become full for the first time ever. 5. Harry and Meghan Last week, Piers Morgan won a big victory from the British Broadcasting Watchdog, saying he had every right to say on TV that he didn't believe a word, Meghan said in her interview with Oprah Winfrey. Also last week, Prince Harry and Meghan suggested they'd like to fly to London to show off their second child, Lilibet, to her great-grandmother, the Queen. Such a visit seems either unlikely or frosty, given that the Queen is consulting lawyers in advance of Harry's memoir coming out late next year. She rightfully fears it could be the Book of Revelations. Now, many, many people think the monarchy should be abolished. They claim it's irrelevant and expensive. Expensive, sure, but irrelevant? I think the royal family is more fascinating to more people than ever. True, kings and queens are meant to embody the true values of their nation, which this family has done superbly for years. But unfortunately, at no better time in their very long reign than right now. Today's Ramsey Writes was read by Alex Brown. For more information on Bob Ramsey, his work, and all the other things he does besides writing, go to RamseyInc.com. That's R-A-M-S-A-Y-I-N-C.com.